0: Hi, I'm Colleen Nelson, licensed therapist, trauma expert, and fellow badass woman ready to rise up right alongside you. This podcast, Let the Rest Burn, is for the woman who has ignored, attacked, or even silenced her inner voice because she thought it was broken and needed to be fixed. It's for the woman who is ready to rise up and fully step into her desire, her joy, her full power, and make the impact she was destined to make. For the woman who cannot stand one more second waiting, watching, and witnessing the world crumble and is ready to rebuild and expand into a better future. For a woman who is so done trying to fix the world, she decided to start with healing herself and she let the rest burn.
1: Hello, and welcome back to Let the Rest Burn. This is Colleen Nelson, and I'm here with Sarah Kiracone, actress, creative producer, and entrepreneur, and a fellow co-author of The Blueprint to Divorce, A Guide to Becoming Happier, Healthy, and Wealthier, a little side project that Sarah and I have been working on for quite some time and just went to Canada, actually,
2: to record some of the videos for our course. So I'm super excited to have you here, Sarah, today. Yay! Thank you for joining. We've been, we've been talking about this. So I think it's just great to get this uh, out on the air and share a lot of our very similar experiences and overlaps. Thank you for having me. Yes, absolutely. Well, Sarah, on
1: this podcast, I try to keep it like relatively casual, like conversation between two girlfriends or two people, because I really want to know, you know, person to person, when I ask that question and Full disclosure, I I got the name of this podcast, I got this question all from Glennon Doyle's book Untamed. She has a quote about uh, having to let everything burn in order to become the full version of yourself, and and basically like we should hold on to everything that is ours and let let the rest fall away. And so it got me asking the question: You know, what do the people in my world, these amazing, incredible women in my world? What do they have to do in order to get to become the version that they are today? So I'm going to ask you that question. When you think of your fullest version of yourself, what did you have to burn or what are the things, many things as we all think um, that you had to burn to become the woman you are today? You
2: know, it's a beautiful question. There's a lot of different elements to add to it. I would suggest you need to get burned in order <laughs> to burn and leave behind. And I say that with honesty, because how can you learn if you don't, open yourself to the opportunities to get burned, you know, and now we're playing like, this is almost poetic. It's like burn (laughs) and learn, but it's really true because if I had not been through the experiences that I have in my life, how would I be the person I am today? And it's an interim reflection. You know, we talk about this in our course, in the book, it's, You know, there's lightness within dark. And my reflection today on, uh, it was social media, but also just the day itself, it was the day of my first wedding. And I hold so much love that man. And there is so much that I learned from it. I needed to burn the marriage to let that part go. But it doesn't mean everything has to go down with the ship. I think that there's some pieces that can be taken out of. So I would suggest allow yourself to get burned to expose and be vulnerable and be self-aware enough or learn the tools to become self-aware to take the lessons out of the rubble. Because even after a fire, even after a storm, there's pieces that are left behind that are a foundation for something new into the future. Those have been the greatest lessons that I've taken out of each and every circumstance. It doesn't even have to be a relationship, but each and every circumstance. And the best example I can give today, I was laid off in 2009 from the crash of the, mm. re- the recession and crash then from my job in advertising. And where that led me was a lot of self-healing and a path towards yoga, etc. I'm also now back into creative field as a creative producer, mm-hmm. as an actress, like you said, what I learned then is the power of rejection and what it means, because I was told no, or nobody responded to me for two years, you know, applying job after job, after job, after job. And this is the day in my life now as an actress, it's like I'm, a, I'm doing auditions left, left and right. And I get tons of silences or no's, but I don't take it personal. So there's, there's always a lesson within the rubble that in order to be exposed to you also have to put yourself into that fire and say mm-hmm. where will this lead me not stupidly but you know there's there's a, a craft towards it as well Oh, I totally agree.
1: I want to play with this word rejection. I think, I think that's such a hot button word. And I'm a little bit like you. It's like, I lean into it. I'm like, how many lessons can I learn? How many times can I get burned? Because I know each time it alchemizes me into this next layer version. And so sometimes I go running into the fire, when I should maybe pause, but I think rejection is such a beautiful experience that teaches us so much about ourselves, about other people, about where we are in the world. So I'm curious what your experiences with rejection are and how you've gotten to who you are today, because you've got a really beautiful way of approaching it today. What are some of the things that you've wrestled with in terms of that word and those experiences previously in your life?
2: Full disclosure, it doesn't mean it it doesn't hurt. Uh, (laughs) It hurts. Yes. You know, it doesn't get any kinder. There's a resilience factor. I think yes. that that's the. it's yes. like a rubber band and it gets shorter and shorter and shorter. I have found in a great encompassing, I don't know where I saw this first, but re- rejection is redirection. Mm. And it's, if this isn't working, you give it a one or two tries, but it's like an email. I'm not going to follow up a third time. I do the first initial, then I do a follow-up. And then after that, it's like this isn't happening. Yes. I recognize within others as well, um, where the rejection will come is the emotional maturity level as well. Yes. And I say that with a very open, non-judgmental because we're all at different levels. I mm. by no means am done growing. I want to keep growing every day. So yes, reject me. Yes, you know, burn me. Yes, let me hit my head up against the wall a few more times figuratively. And what I can take away from that tells me a lot about myself. Why am I feeling this attachment? What am I seeking? And I did this just yesterday. I called three of my good friends and I says, you know, I know this has nothing to do with me. Why is this deep down hurting me Hmm. or not even hurt? It wasn't even hurt. It was why if this person's taking this action, Mm-hmm. And they have you know done XYZ. I don't want to call the person out, but why is this somehow sticking in me? It's not hurt. But in order for me to do that, it's also to take myself out of the position and say, this isn't me. This yeah. rejection towards me and any social media or whatever level has doesn't have to do with me. It has a lot to do about the person. And it's learning a lot about psychology. You know, one of the beautiful things that acting has allowed me to do is an output for all the psychological traumas and and development that I've done over the years, because it allows me to pour into the characters what I had lived Mm -hmm. out for a good portion of my life. A very long answer to your question on rejection, but it's all intertwined to what it's a self-reflection back. What is me? What Mm -hmm. can I learn? What is the other person? And you know, another big word that you and I both know well, it's it's boundaries. And to what level can the person respect a boundary? Yes. Well, I
1: love long answers, Sarah, so you can give me all of them. (laughs) I'm verbose as well. I, you know, I find... And I'm, I'm really evaluating this, not only in my personal life, but professionally, I can handle rejection in some areas of my life much better than others. And I find, you know, we'll pull up that word boundary again, but I'm also going to throw another word in the self-betrayal. It's like when I send that fourth email or when I send that fourth text or when I go back to the person that previously gave me a no and I push further than my own self-integrity, because, you know, out of, of course, whatever's happening for me in that reaction, that is where rejection, if you will, takes on a whole new meaning. Then it's no longer a lesson about, you know, what that person is going through. Now it becomes a lesson about what I am going through and it stings a little bit deeper. Right. And I think, you know, to pull it back to divorce for a hot second, because I think, you know, relationships is where I would say I struggle the most with this rather than professionally. I think that this is a piece that, I find the most difficult in divorce recovery is how many times did I get that no, whether it was me asking for a need to be met, whether it was me asking for a relationship that I wanted to have, but wasn't possible. And I got that rejection, that gut punch, that feeling of like, this is not right. And I pushed past it to invest in the potential or, you know, whatever was going on for me, (laughs) Psychologically, in that moment, was really extra painful. So I'm curious, you know, what do you have different areas where it stings a little bit more or different areas where you're still learning that? You know difference between rejection and self betrayal.
2: Definitely, and I think when you take it to the level of self betrayal, it's also a broken contract with yourself, and you can't lie to yourself. Yeah, you no have right. a con when you, if you're if you have non narcissistic tendencies. Like <laughs> on the table, you can't li- you can't lie to yourself. You can't no. lie no matter how much you try and brainwash your own subconscious. You go to sleep with that at night, and it comes mm-hmm. up and it haunts you at three a.m. And it's like you know what you did. Yep. Yeah. And that I think haunts me more or it, it digs a little deeper in my gut when I do it on a love level, because love yeah. is such a vulnerable space. Mm-hmm. And it also goes back to childhood as well. What lessons mm-hmm. were learned in childhood around love? And I have yes. beautiful parents and it, you know, in they I always preface this. It's like, I have wonderful parents. They never did anything harmful to me, but we learn our adulthood responses based on our childhood and how our parents evolved that. So when it goes to that limbic level of knowledge, Mm. you know, from from a primal base, that part hurts further because it's an inner, Sarah, you learned this lesson, but then it Mm. goes deeper to the natural response mechanism that has been ingrained for so many years. It Mm -hmm. it definitely has more to do with love and relationships Mm -hmm. on an intimate level that I, I can learn in business because I learned business later on in my life. But any of those love languages and responses and value, those go so much deeper. Oh, I agree. And, you know, because this is who I
1: am and this is my show, we're going to go there for a hot second, but <laughs> I call this shadow work. You know, it's, it's a term I'm playing with a lot more lately, but I'm loving it because I think about it like those moments in childhood where you have pure vulnerability, right? Like as a child, especially before the age of 10, we're developmentally just prone to risk-taking in our emotional life. We just risk and risk and risk. We trust and trust and trust and trust and trust. And you learn, you you learn over the course of those, elementary years. But what I find that happens in adulthood, and this is what I really want to highlight in terms of running into the fire is that we're almost replaying some of these experiences of childhood. Uh, And I'll, I'll give an example. I too have wonderful parents, but they're baby boomers. So that generation learned to love differently than I would say my needs were needed as a millennial. And so if I was looking for emotional attunement and they were giving me a sense of safety, right? So let's say I come home after a really tough day at school. Somebody wasn't nice to me. And I was like, oh, I'm really sad about this. And instead of, you know, sitting down, looking me in the eyes and saying, I'm so sorry you feel this way. Tell me more validating how I felt. My mom was like, that sucks. Do you want a snack? Right. And great. She wants to feed me. She wants to like help me move on. Like it's such a, it's a loving gesture, but in that moment, it's actual rejection for the, the deep feeling I was having. And so as an adult, when we get to these places in relationships where we share a feeling, we share feedback, and then this person pivots out of it and wants to meet our need in a different way or wants to, you know, sometimes gaslight us. But like we are familiar with this behavior and actually the work comes where we are reparenting ourselves and saying, Uh-uh-uh. you know, it's like I want to step in and look at my mom and say, mom, thank you so much for the snack. And I need you to look at me and tell me that my feelings are valid. I need you to tell me that it's going to be okay and that I will make new friends because in this moment, my brain doesn't understand that. And I need that from an adult figure. So I have to do that for myself. So instead of going to this person outside of me to say, Hey, tell me my feelings matter. And then getting rejected over and over and over and over and over over again, only to reaffirm that younger self. I have to say, no, Colleen, your feelings matter and your feelings matter enough to end that relationship or to set a boundary and walk away. And boy, is that the Fucking hardest work I have ever done in my entire life.
2: Okay. So, and I agree everywhere. It's, it's really fucking hard, but yeah. how good does it feel on the other side? You want to talk burning the fire and walking yes. on the other side? It's just like, yes, hell yeah, I just did that. And I did yes. that yesterday with somebody. And I was like, oh uh-uh, man, not my shit. That's your circus. your monkey. I'm out of <laughs> here. It's so true. You bring up about yes. with the parents too. And I think the other once in a while, I'll pull that card out and I'll say, you know what, mom, in this situation, I understand this is how you deal with it. Here's what I'm really trying to say and get across. This would lead me to feel, you know, heard, validated. If you want to do that, great. If not, I still love you. <laughs> it's like, they'll stop sometimes like, yeah. huh. And then they'll call me back like half hour later. Okay, I understand. And I heard what you said. And I think that that's really wonderful what you're doing. And, you know, I'm <laughs> and it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's parenting to parents in some ways, but. Yes. <laughs> yes, it so is.
1: Well, in different generations, I'm sure like my kids will eventually parent me, get to a position where I learn all of the, I'm currently not meeting their needs and like I'm open to. But I think that this is the way the generations go, right? We are teaching each other and we are all kind of helping each other grow and change and and become better versions. And yes. the more work that we do, the less work that future generations have to do.
2: Part of the reason I think maybe I'm not having kids. I don't like end this trauma now. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It is one way to end a trauma
1: cycle. That is for sure. <laughs> well, and and you get to impact the world in different ways, which is so necessary. Like whether it's through your own children or or other means of impact, like as an artist, as an actress, like you are showing up and affecting my hope millions Mm -hmm. in your work. And that is phenomenal. Like that's, that's a different level and a different level of responsibility. And I find that taking that on is equal to, if not more intense than parenting, because it's like, let me just impact the whole world, right? Let me just, whatever I'm putting on screen, however I'm showing up, whatever project I agree to do, like, this is going to have a ripple effect. That's a big deal. Especially when, you know, I think a lot of our own work shows up in different areas of our life and especially on screen.
2: I appreciate that recognition, and it's very true. And uh, just to illustrate, so I went to see Top Gun this past weekend. Ooh, and I, it's very good. And I walked okay. out and I thought, anyone who thinks that movies don't impact the world, you're watching the wrong movies because it's so true. There's so many lessons to take out of story. And that's basic. Ba- this is exactly what we're doing here it's storytelling, this is how mm. we learn. This is how we share on a very basic level and how we do it best. Cause we can sit mm-hmm. there and say, eat your vegetables. How many people are really going to do it just cause you told them to do it? It's like, ah, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> Yesterday I was doing three different scenes for an audition. And this first scene was easy because it was like a promo for a fitness ad. I'm like, great. I do that how often every day? It's like, hello, I'm here and you're going to do it. And the second one was more on a, a jovial friendship level, going out to a lunch and it's it, it went well. The third one was really breaking open and it was being mm. scared and being vulnerable and the drama. And let me tell you, the third one came out the best because mm. there's so much being exposed and it's a way to output it. So <laughs> for being able to tap into that, it does take the vulnerability, but it allows other people to have that space, the same that you do as a therapist and as a coach, giving people that space to be heard because so often posturing here, but we weren't. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, I totally agree. I totally agree. Well, and that's the, that's the point, right? We're like, I, I enjoy the moment of cracking people open. That sounds awful, but I do. I enjoy the moment where someone gets to say or feel or experience that kind of lost part of themselves in an environment where they do get the validation that they need and, and maybe the redirection, right? I'm not the type of therapist that only validates. I definitely redirect as well. But I think what I love that I'm hearing you say, Sarah, is that, you know, as you run into the fire, as you, you know, expose yourself to these elements that are are shifting you, you are also kind of putting them aside to continue to go back to as well. I think sometimes people will compartmentalize the hard stuff and never look at it ever again, but you're putting it in this very special compartment where you can then pull it up and and access it and really show up in a vulnerable real way on screen and through your work, which is so necessary when we're trying to connect with people on a bigger scale. And especially like on video, I, I too am incredibly moved by movies. They can make me feel in a way almost nothing else can. And to be able to do that, you do have to have the capacity to expose yourself to hard things time and time again, so that you can actually feel it on a visceral level.
2: That's yeah. the fire.
1: <laughs> it, it totally, it totally is. <laughs> Okay. I want to, I want to spend a couple of minutes here at the, at the end uh, to just discuss what the process of making this book and video course with me and Ryan is like, I want to shamelessly self-promote, but also like just talk about it. Cause I think my audience has heard a little bit about it, like sprinkling throughout the years. So I'm just curious, you know, what drew you to the project and what really kind of lit your fire in terms of wanting to be part of something like this.
2: I in the proposal for blueprint to divorce with yourself and Ryan, I was so drawn to it because it was an opportunity to help others with the tools that I, I didn't have. Mm-hmm. And that immediately to leave an impact, to give a step by step, I draw to those things. I'm like, give me the check boxes and I'm game. If I don't have a path, it's like getting in a car and you're just driving aimlessly. And at gas prices these days, don't do it. I highly don't, do not recommend, even if you have a Tesla. So when, <laughs> when Ryan originally brought the idea, he goes, you're going to love this woman, Colleen. You know, I think that we can really create something strong together. And i like, okay, I'm really open to hear more. And the trifecta of different perspectives is so mm-hmm. unique and so needed because oftentimes you hear one person and then yes. you can just take that one person's perspective and that's the way it's supposed to be, but that's not really the case. Mm-hmm. So getting three different perspectives, one from myself, one from Ryan, who's male, has kids. And then also from yourself, from a therapeutic perspective and psychological perspective. And then you also sprinkle in some female in I'm a mom perspective as well, which is so brilliant and beautiful. It's a really unique opportunity to share this trifecta level of tools that can impact what 50, 60% of humans. Yeah, you know, that's a divorce rate right now. And also the opportunity to do something with collaborative. It's just when you divorce, you oftentimes feel solo. So the idea to then do something again with and collective. And to be able to trust again in many levels, it it creates a really safe place with the right people. And you and Ryan are the right people to do it with. So I'm grateful.
1: Oh Well, we were grateful to have you come on. And Ryan is like the best salesman slash like, networker on the planet. I'm just going to like he's just so good. <laughs> like he and it's it's going to run. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not even that he like it says anything that's untrue. He just picks out the pieces of what is so true and puts it into this beautiful package to represent people in a way that I think makes us excited. I mean, he's brilliant. And so I love the way he collaborates, right? I love I love that. And what I'm super excited about for this is As a therapist, you know, I cannot talk to every single person that's getting divorced. I just don't have enough time or energy in my life. But I know there are so many people who desperately need community, who need resources, who need skills, who need to feel like they're not alone. And this course, the way we're pricing it, the design, it's 90 days. You get three videos every day and you get the support for three months in a way that I think all of us as we were navigating tough moments in divorce really needed. And it's really robust and and beautiful in the way that it offers so many different perspectives. So I am hoping by the time this, this podcast, you know, Goes live for those of you that are listening. That we have something put together and we can put a link in the show notes. If we don't, stay tuned. Um, You will definitely get notice of it in my newsletter, and I will definitely do a solo podcast episode on the course itself. But I really truly believe that this course is going to be something that anybody who's been through divorce, even if you're on the other side of it, revisiting some of these pieces might help you put some of the brokenness back together and help you look at it from a different angle. So I hope you'll check it out. And Sarah, I think this is probably the first of many podcast episodes we will do. And I just really appreciate you being on Let the Rest Burn today.
2: So thank thank you you so much. much. Likewise, in your honesty, in your joy and energy. And that's something you're so authentic. And you know, you can something just to recognize. I walked away from our collab and I thought this is someone that I can really be honest with and you create a trusting space. So thank you.
1: Oh, thank you, Sarah. I appreciate that. And I cannot wait for our celebration. We're going to do some sort of cool trip, not in Canada loved Canada but we're going to do something amazing at the at the end of this beach probably <laughs> <that> out there <laughs> a beach with warmth although it was warm there okay y'all have a wonderful and of rest your day thank you for listening and sarah till next time
0: thank you so much for listening i appreciate every single second that you chose to set aside for you and the impact that you're going to have on the world today to be inspired to be seen And to hold space starts with the very actions we take with ourselves. Look at the show notes for more information. Like and subscribe and share with friends if you feel inspired to. And as always, let the rest burn.